Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A tweet heard around the world came out on July the 4th and has a lot of people wondering about the future of the Los Angeles Lakers. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. You can follow us on Twitter at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99. Also on Instagram at Chris Canty 99 and that guy Carlin. Do it. We've got so much coming your way. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We start this hour with the Los Angeles Lakers and what the future holds, what they could potentially get done given everything that is transpiring in the league and all the drama around Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But the tweet we're talking about, Chris, You as a Lakers fan saw this yesterday morning, and I cannot wait to get your thoughts. I'm going to read the tweet. I miss KB in reference to Kobe Bryant. He would understand and explain everything that I'm not allowed to. Honestly, he was the greatest Laker ever. He understood team over self, meaning meaning your rewards would come if you valued team goals over your own, and then everything would fall into place. All can reply. All right, Chris, as a Laker fan, who was Jeannie Buss aiming those very subtle jabs at? I mean, it it seems like she could be aiming those at Anthony Davis or Russell Westbrook. I I don't think it's LeBron James because LeBron James has essentially done everything right in his NBA career. And since he's come over to the Los Angeles Lakers, done nothing but, you know, be a model citizen and help lead this franchise to another championship banner in the rafters. So I don't think this is a LeBron thing. I think this is aimed at Anthony Davis and questioning his commitment to winning. This could be aimed at Russell Westbrook and questioning his commitment to buy into what new head coach Darvin Ham might want him to do in the plan moving forward. Uh, the way that the Lakers want to play this upcoming season, it could be directed at some of the guys that Jeannie Buss could potentially be interested in bringing in, like Kyrie Irving. So we'll see what ends up happening. But, you know, in terms of somebody that, that was able to establish the culture, there's nobody that you would set over Kobe Bryant with except may, maybe Magic Johnson. Like those those two guys in terms of making the Laker culture what it has been over the over the great years where they were able to call themselves a dynastic team like those are the two guys that you would put front and center and right now it feels like Jeannie Buss is having a hard time finding that missing piece finding that dude I thought they may have been directed toward KD and maybe Kyrie Irving to tell you the truth and I know it's more likely that it was somebody in her own uh, team at this point but I, I think she's kind of pointing to other players around the league who don't value this. But to this point, it's where the Lakers really have to double down, in my estimation, on everything that has gone wrong. And if I am the Nets, I am going to listen on this kind of a deal. The Lakers need Kyrie Irving. There's no other way to put it. The Lakers need Kyrie Irving. And for oh. me, if you're going to do that, 
the Nets should absolutely listen on Russell Westbrook. We can all agree when you are trading away Kevin Durant, you are not winning a championship that year. Is that fair? I think I think that's fair. That's fair. You have one year at $47 million, an expiring contract that you can either hang on to yourself or you could trade for valuable assets at the trade deadline. So if I'm going to tra- take Westbrook back in a Kyrie deal, here's what I can do. I can make the Lakers take Joe Harris and his contract, and I can take a first-round pick from the Lakers, whether it's 2027 or whatever. And it is more than a fair deal for the Lakers. They have to stop barking up the Seth Curry tree because that contract is one that the Nets can live with. Joe Harris, on the other hand, is one that the Lakers can take the deal to even out the money, and Chris, Joe Harris can help them as well. He's not dead weight for them. Well, they need shooting, right? Yep. That, that's been the biggest issue for the Lakers. They haven't it's been what able they to need put around LeBron. You've always talked about LeBron that. James. So yep. adding Joe Harris definitely does that. We'll see if he comes back healthy. But I, I like that deal, Carlin, that you put out there. And if you're the Nets, that's probably the only deal where you're talking about being able to get draft assets that could be significant in terms of helping you rebuild your team. Because you got to think that 2027 first round pick has got to be included in that deal if you're going to give them Kyrie Irving, right? That has to be included. So, I mean, in looking at where Kyrie's value is around the NBA, that that could be a win for both teams. That's a win for the Lakers because they get another piece that they could add to their to their uh, roster that would go along with complement Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Not to mention, Kyrie brings some shooting too. So if you add Kyrie, you add Joe Harris, all of a sudden as a Lakers fan, I feel a lot better about you know the supporting cast for LeBron and trying to take advantage of the twilight of his career. The only problem with that, Carlin, is you don't know if Kyrie's going to show up. Like That's the only problem with it. Kyrie might say he wants to get to the Lakers. The biggest question mark is, will he show up? Will he be motivated? Will you get the best version of Kyrie Irving? And I think the reason why the Lakers would be willing to bet on it more so than any other team around the NBA is because LeBron James is there, and LeBron yep. James won a title with Kyrie Irving. LeBron so, James knows as, to a degree, no doubt. To a so degree as, what makes Kyrie tick. Yeah, and so as uneasy as Kyrie makes me as a Lakers fan, I can understand why the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, and Rob Palenka would be willing to make that deal. And the deal makes a whole lot of sense for the Brooklyn Nets because, let's face it, Kevin Durant is not going to be on that team. No. And that was the only reason that you were hesitant to trade Kyrie Irving to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. It's because you didn't know whether or not KD could coexist with Russ at this stage in their career. So now that you know you're moving on from KD, go ahead and make the deal for Russell Westbrook and for that 2027 first-round pick. And oh, by the way, you can ship some more salary out of the door and you'll be able to have that much more financial flexibility going into the summer of 2023. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker. Now, we have to get back to your airing of grievances because you've got The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. We have already taken out Jordan Renan for his tweet regarding the overrated nature of fireworks yes which is not 100 percent out of whack 
No, 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 it is. It is. It is. Maybe it's you and Jordan Renan out there on that branch, out there on that limb, mm. but everybody else appreciates fireworks. If I'm so. out on that limb, it's snapping in half, and we both know that. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to come tumbling down like a house of cards. Now, so I fully expect that to happen. There is a food take from the last couple of days that in particular really bothers you. There is a food take. So here's the thing. And and Nuno and I had a chance to talk about this a little bit in our production meeting this morning. Mm. But here's the problem that we have. If you're going to invite people over to your crib for the 4th of July kickback, the barbecue, you got to have more than burgers and dogs on the grill. You can't invite people to come over for a cookout and only have burgers and dogs because there's an expectation that if you're inviting not only family but friends over – you're going to have a spread, Carlin. When I say a spread, I mean you got to have the grilled chicken. You got to have the ribs, maybe some brisket. You definitely got to throw on um, some ribs. I mean, not some ribs, but some uh, ribeyes, some steaks. You got to have it all laid out, right? You got me in if, front if of you, the grill if you're only all day. Gonna, if, if, if you're only going to do burgers and dogs, yeah. then you don't need to go out of your way and start inviting a million people over to your house because that's, that's going to underwhelm a lot of your guests. All right, let me it's ask gotta, you. If it's a cookout, if you're going to have people over, it's got to be the ribs, the steaks, the grilled chicken, the links, you know, hot dogs, ha- hot mm-hmm. dogs and hamburgers for the kids, but you got to have some more than hot dogs and hamburgers for the adults. All I'm right, just but, putting let, it out there. but let me ask you this. What is the amount of people that you have to have to have that level of spread out. Like, if you're just having a couple of people out, do I need to put that whole spread out, too? No, I mean, if you're if you're having... I would say this. I, I consider it a get-together when you have north of a dozen people, right? Okay. So if you have north of... If you've got, you know, a dozen or more folks... Then you need to have it all set out. You got to have all of that, fo- all of that food, the different variety of grilled foods. You got to have all of that, right? Right. Now, if you're only doing immediate family, you know, it's five or six people. Burgers and dogs is fine. Okay, because yeah, that's not that's not a big deal. But so, if you're in, if you're having a party, you're saying you're having a Fourth of July party, and you want people to come over and bring their friends and all of this other stuff then you've got to make sure that you set it out. I have a problem with people that don't set it out and they think that you're doing a cookout or you're doing a barbecue when you only have burgers and dogs. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's fair. I, I Here's the thing. I went yesterday to a friend's house for, and it was just myself, my wife, uh, another couple that was, you know, the, my friends, and then her, her daughter had some friends over. So it's probably 10 people altogether. They had shrimp. They had, uh, you know, on the grill. They had sausages on the grill. They had corn. Uh, they had, uh, you know, a nice steak salad. So they put out a nice, nice spread. No burgers or dogs. Am I wrong to say that, like, that's Americana? My mother who is living in assisted living right now, says it's not the 4th of July without a hot dog. So what did I do? I went to Five Guys, and I brought her her hot dog yesterday. That's a beautiful thing, by the way. And you put me on to that Five Guys hot dog, because I had not heard oh. of that before. Oh, it's you, put me on, you put me on to that one, so I got to yeah. investigate that. But I'm with you on that. Like, you have to have some type of hot dog vehicle. Like, I'm not a big hot dog guy, but I do like the Italian sausage, so yes. I'll go with the Italian sausage. Oh. Put that on the grill. My fiance is from Chicago. She likes the broth. So we'll throw those on the grill. Like, we'll do it that way. 
But big fella, I mean, you got to have more than that. Like yesterday, I celebrated the 4th with my mom and my fiance, just the three of us. We had the sausages, we had the brats, we had the grilled chicken wings, and we had burgers. We did all of that, and it was just three people. And I got to give a shout out to the real MVP of our 4th of July. And this is to Miss Geraldine McLean from my mom's church, mm. Rock Hill United Methodist Church. Okay. In I don't know if you know this about black churches, but if you get a cake or some type of baked good from a lady named Geraldine that's a part or a member of a black church, trust <laughs> me on this one. You're going to want that cake. You're going to want that baked good because it's just that <laughs> damn good. I'm telling you. Like, I, I was sitting there eating the lemon, the lemon pound cake that Miss Geraldine made for us and my mom brought down for the 4th of July. Oh. I, I got to tell you, Carlin, I would have rather had this be my wedding cake than the actual <laughs> wedding cake that Mel and I bought. I would prefer this this lemon pound cake from Miss Geraldine. I would rather have that as my wedding cake than my actual wedding cake that Mel and I bought. As a matter of fact, Miss Geraldine will be at my wedding. Mm. I might ask her to whip up a lemon pound cake to put right next to the wedding cake. Maybe we cake. just put that. I guarantee, you know, Carlin, I guarantee you the pound cake will go first before the wedding cake. Maybe, maybe we just put that back in the bridal suite. Nobody has to know nothing about it coming. You know? There you go. Exactly. A thousand percent. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> It's time to break. (laughs) I will catch one before the end of the show, but we've got an awful lot to do, so I don't know if we're going to have time for that. It's Canty and Carlin in for a greenie. In 20 minutes' time, everything you need to know about the NFL right now when ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter is going to join us. And in just moments when we return, my friends, it is our second two-a-day of the day as we take you to a day in terms of NFL teams leading up to training camp. And today, our second two day is with a team that needs to get an answer from its quarterback now. Canty and Carlin, Greeny, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two A Days. We're playing better football right now than we did when we started. And ultimately, the guys who will be here next year, they're going to learn from this. And this is a bitter taste in their mouth that I hope they never freaking forget. With the second pick, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. Defensive end, Michigan. I don't think the quarterback was a priority for the Lions. Their biggest thing was just building out a roster around Jared Goff and trying to get the best players possible that can really be game changers on this team. NFL Tour Days. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. So we head to Detroit to check in on the Lions and Dan Campbell, who certainly made an impact in his first year. As the head coach of the Lions, it is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcy- motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Look, Dan Campbell is an energetic, magnetic personality who can lead the Lions in the right direction. I think we all feel like that's the case. But my single biggest question for Detroit is, do they have their quarterback or not? And the fact that we don't have an answer about Jared Goff until now tells me that we have the answer. We're just not paying attention to it. At this point next year, we're going to be talking about Detroit with a rookie quarterback. Chris Can Jared Goff do anything this year to really solidify himself as an NFL starting quarterback? I mean, if the Detroit Lions find themselves in the playoffs, then I think Jared Goff gives himself an opportunity to be a starting quarterback for them moving forward. So no, then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just don't anticipate that happening. But that's what it would take. It would have to be something like that because you're looking at the roster and you're saying, Okay, that means that if they're in the playoffs, Jared Goff was a force multiplier for Dan Campbell in that staff. And so that's the one thing that has yet to be seen who their future franchise quarterback is. But Carlin, you got to like some of the pieces that they're putting in place, man. You have to like the direction that the Detroit Lions are going and just look at their first picks in the first round. They drafted Aiden Hutchinson with the number two overall pick, a homegrown kid, you know, helped win a Big Ten title at Michigan this year, finally exercised that demon of beating Ohio State with Jim Harbaugh, and then, you know, having the opportunity to continue his his football career with the Detroit Lions. Like that that's huge for them in terms of being a culture builder. And Hutchinson is exactly the kind of guy that Dan Campbell is looking for. Big fella, I played with Dan Campbell when I was with the Dallas Cowboys. He is as tough as they come, and there's a reason why his team overall plays with a toughness, a grit, a competitive fire. It it, it really is a reflection of who their head coach is, and I know everybody wants to hold on to the introductory press conference when Dan Campbell was talking about biting folks' kneecaps and all of that stuff, but if you looked at the Detroit Lions play last year, I mean, they were a tough out, man. Yeah. They really were. I mean, you're talking about them being on the losing end of five one-possession games. No doubt. So if they can turn that around a little bit, you could be talking about a Lions team that wins seven or eight games this season. I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility, and you'd have to feel good about them making that kind of incremental improvement in year two of this regime. But again, right now, they're still rebuilding this franchise. And I like the way they're rebuilding it because they're starting along the offensive line and the defensive line while also getting a playmaker wide receiver in Jamison Williams that I think it has the opportunity to be the best receiver in this year's class. That's where I want to go. 
because I thought that aggressive move to trade all the way back up to number 12 from the end of the first round to get Jamison Williams is going to be a game changer for them over the long haul. I think he is he is absolutely the best receiver out of this draft had it not been for that knee injury. And I think he will be outstanding in the league. And while you look at Detroit and say, well, is that the best place for him? He is going to make them so much better over the long haul. I could not love that move more. The big question, though, Chris, is, is this a team that is ready to take a step out of the cellar of the NFC North? Can they be the third best team in the division? Could they even push the Vikings to be the second best team in this division? Well, I think they can push the Vikings to be number two in the NFC North, but that is going to depend on two guys that they're going to rely on coming back from injury. Number one, they're all pro center Frank Ragnow, who only played in four games last year. He's a really, really good interior offensive lineman. I mean, he, he, he changes the dynamic of that whole group up front. So if you're talking about Ragnow being able to anchor the middle of that offensive line along with Taylor Decker and Penny Sewell on the outside playing tackles, then, then all of a sudden, you're talking about a really good offensive line for Detroit, um, arguably one of the best in that division, respectively. And then if you look at what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, the, the, their, their top five pick from a couple of seasons ago, Jeff Okuda, he's got to show up. He's been often injured his first couple of years in the league. He's got to play up to the potential that – the Detroit Lions saw from him in Ohio State coming out of the draft. So that that's the other guy that they're going to have to rely on, Jeff Okuda, um, being able to step up in a big way um, on the back end of that defense. If those two guys come back healthy and are impact players, then I would venture to say that the Detroit Lions will be the number two team in the NFC North. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We get all the answers to your NFL questions, including the very latest on Deshaun Watson. ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter joins us next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio for Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Interesting question posed this morning by one Nuno Tixera. Hashtag Nuno of the hashtag crew. If you could take the Yankees, Mets, or the Astros, take one of those three teams or you are offered the field 
to win the World Series, right now, I would probably have to take the Yankees, the Mets, and the Astros. Although I am tempted just a bit by the Dodgers to take the field. So, Chris, we put that to you. Yankees, Mets, Astros, or the field? And I'll tell you what, like outside of if you want to believe in Boston, if you want to believe in Toronto, if you want to believe in Tampa, like I don't know how many other teams you can take in the field. Uh, yeah, there are not a ton of teams that you could take in the field. Although I will say this, you do believe in the Braves because they just did it. You do believe in the Dodgers, and, and you do you do think – that the Padres could come around. And it just it's more wait and see with the Padres just because we're not used to them being on this stage. But, Carlin, the Padres, we know what their lineup is capable of, but you also got to look at their pitching staff, which has a top-five ERA. So, I mean, it's the Padres have the makings of a championship team, but they're so young, you're just wondering whether or not they'll be able to figure it out when it matters the most. So I would throw them into the mix. You can never rule out the Brewers or the Cardinals. They seem like they're always in it. I don't trust anybody in the AL Central. Uh, I don't trust anybody outside of the Astros in the AL West. The AL East is interesting with the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. But, yeah, I, I think I would go with the field as well. I would take the Yankees. I would take the Mets. I would take the Astros. You're talking about three of the four 50-game winners at this point mm-hmm. in the major leagues. So I, I would go with one of those three teams to hold up the trophy at the end of the year to win the pennant over the rest of the teams in Major League Baseball. Rank them for me. One, two, three. Yankees, Astros, Mets. Go. Yankees, Astros, Mets in the order that I just gave them to you, but also in the order of their respective records. Hmm. That's what I would do. I mean, it's hard to bet against the Yankees right now. it, It is very difficult, and I'm going to. I will take the Astros and then the Yankees and then the Mets. Tell me why. Be, primarily because I just trust the Astros in their history in the postseason. And well, as, you've seen it. You've seen it already. That, yes. That's what it is. You've seen it. Yes. And this group. maybe that's unfair to the Yankees, but I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Everything you need to know on the NFL. And sometimes we need to solicit outside knowledgeable opinions on these off-topic arguments we have. And that's what we're going to do right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Right now, we welcome in ESPN senior NFL insider Adam Schefter to join us. Before we get to the football, there have been two things, Adam, that we have been discussing today that, uh, frankly, uh, aggravated Canty a little bit. Number one was a tweet from Jordan Ronan yesterday that said fireworks are overrated. Your take on that? I would disagree. Fireworks are as American as apple pie. The July 4th holiday, people love that. It's just a rite of passage. It's something you grew up with. Overrated. Like, what's overrated about it? I don't know. I, I think he's saying, listen, I'm a dog guy, so it frightens the hell out of my dog. But other than that, they're good to well, look at. I will say this. Fun. I will say this. I will say this. Last night, my wife and I were in our house, and we're trying to watch this special that she had DVR'd on Ghislaine Maxwell. And it was an hour special, and we had five dogs, five Labradoodles. Wow. One of our dogs, our youngest one, for an hour straight, an hour straight, was barking like crazy during the fireworks. 
okay, flipping out the whole time. And I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe fire, fireworks aren't overrated, but, boy, they could really annoy dogs, which annoys the dog's owners, yes. which creates for a rather unexpectedly stressful evening. See, Chris, but I still don't think they're overrated. I, yeah, Chris made that a, more of a me problem than anything else. So what I'm taking out of this, number one, is that Jordan Ronan is un-American. We'll, we'll go with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, partly. So, so, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, Shefty, we got to get to the other Fourth of July hot take that that's out there. Yeah. So, when it comes yeah. to the Fourth of July cookout, say for instance, you have some friends invite you over to their place for a yeah. Fourth of July cookout, a big party, everybody around. Would you be disappointed if all that friend had to serve from the grill was burgers and dogs? No, I'm good with that. You go with just burgers and dogs. Okay. Steak? Yeah, I mean steak, 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 ribs, brisket, some chicken wings. You know, just I I need a smorgasbord. I expect a full spread if you're going to have a big party and invite people over. That's just my expectation. No, you know, it's like it's like that's like saying like okay, and for dessert they're only putting out chocolate and vanilla. Like I'm good with that. I don't, you know, I don't need Rocky Road and 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 you know mocha chip. I you know I'm not worried about that. Like chocolate, vanilla, good. Burgers, dogs, good. Like good. Basic, plain, simple, easy. See? There it is. Adam Schefter, a yeah. straight-to-it kind of guy. I like it. I hear you, Shefty. Okay. I disagree with it, but I like it. <laughs> right. I respect your consistency. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. Thank so you. Chris Canty deg- graduates with a degree in Entitled from UVA. Got it. That's exactly yeah, what I took yep. out of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Shefty, let's get to some football and, and listen, the, the topic that everybody's talking about these days in the NFL, where do we stand here with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, the uh, briefs are due to the judge uh, July 11th, Monday. And so I would not expect that we'll get anything before that. And it would be a upset if that were to happen. Um, and so she'll get the post-hearing briefs. I, you know, I, I don't know how long a judge takes upon getting post-hearing briefs before she renders her decision. I, I just don't know. And there's no track record of her ruling on any disciplinary cases with the NFL. So, I, you know, is that a week? Is that two weeks? I would think I would think that it would be wrapped before training camp, but that's just maybe idealistic thinking at this point in time, and that's what everybody would hope for at this time. But, I mean, if it takes her a month, maybe it takes her a month. I don't know what it's going to take her. But I don't think we'll get anything before Monday. I think you know, while much of our country seems to be on holiday this week, uh, everybody waiting for a ruling in the Deshaun Watson situation also can stand down, I think, until Monday. And then we start to figure out when we can hear from the judge and what the discipline will be here. And everybody, again, um, wait and see. But the arguments are finished, and now the post-hearing briefs are due. Shefty, the other quarterback domino for the Cleveland Browns is Baker Mayfield. With the Browns scheduled to mm-hmm. report to training camp July 26, what are folks around the National Football League expecting in terms of whether or not Baker will be moved before the team is scheduled to report? Yeah, well, you know, it's quiet right now, Chris, but I, I would say for anybody that's waiting for Cleveland to cut Baker Mayfield, I think they're going to be waiting a long time. That doesn't mean that eventually the Browns couldn't do that. I just don't think they will. I don't expect them to cut Baker Mayfield. I don't expect that. And so, you know, you got a quarterback who is a former number one overall pick, 
who still has some value despite the fact that his contract is fully guaranteed for the season. The Browns are on the hook, and teams around the league know that the Browns have to and want to move on from him, and he wants out. So I, I think it'll just be a waiting game until the Browns can find a team in which they can get something back. And it is going to be, you know, very discounted, of course, because of the way his contract is set up and the moves that they've made. They know that, but they're not of the mind to just give him away, uh, cut him, and have him pick his own team when they believe that they can get at least something back from him. Plus, you just don't know how teams' quarterback situation, whether this is in Cleveland or anywhere, can change in a moment. Look at Minnesota a few years back. Now they go to camp. They think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter. He drops back to passing. Suffers a, a devastating knee injury. Just like that, the market on Baker Mayfield could change with just one play this summer. And that's why Cleveland isn't ready or willing to move on and release the former number one overall pick that has value, even if he doesn't have a lot of value around the league right now. Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider, joining Canty and Carlin, filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Another topic that has really uh, been a big one over the summer is Lamar Jackson and a long-term contract mm-hmm. extension. Adam, what's your read here? Is this something that will get done before the season, or is Lamar going to go through this coming year and wait until next offseason when maybe even more of the finances are in his favor? Yeah, look, I, I thought he was making a mistake going into last year and playing under his former contract. Now, I was wrong, and he was right, because the prices of quarterbacks this offseason has gone up considerably with Aaron Rodgers re-signing in Green Bay, Matthew Stafford re-signing in L.A., Kirk Cousins re-signing in Minnesota, Derek Carr re-signing in Vegas. Uh, the price of quarterbacks has gone up. The Sean Watson's deal, huge, fully guaranteed, $230 million dollars. So there have been some huge deals. The number's gone up. The number isn't going to go up significantly more by playing this year or not, which is why, in my mind, if you talk to people around the league, again, I would have said this last year too, though, it would be a mistake for him to play another year on the last year of his deal, uh, despite the fact that to get closer to free agency would be awfully appealing. The money will be so great that how can you pass up life-altering money for your, not only you and your children, but the children of your children's children. Like he, to me, it would be irresponsible to do that. But he did it last year. It worked out. It worked to his advantage. But my guess and bet would be that by the time this season starts, the regular season in September, uh, that Lamar Jackson uh, will agree with many people around the league and will have a new deal signed by that point. Shefty, staying with quarterbacks that are angling to get paid this offseason, I mean, Kyler Murray hasn't been shy about letting folks know that he wants a long-term extension in Arizona. Mm -hmm. He's got teammates coming out caping for him, saying that they expect the deal is going to get done before training camp. Mm -hmm. Where are we with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals in terms of being able to work out a long-term pack? Well, he's been a lot more outspoken about wanting a new deal and getting a new deal than Lamar Jackson has. And Lamar Jackson seems to have kind of kicked back and been very relaxed about it. Kyler has been Kyler at least his camp has been more outspoken about it. Uh, wants to get it done. The Cardinals say it's going to get done. Everybody says it's going to get done. So we'll, we'll take them at their word that at some point, whether that's before camp or before the first preseason game or the first regular season game, that at some point this offseason, Kyler Murray will land another deal. 
Um, and, and, of course, that will also influence and impact any deal that Lamar Jackson would or would not decide to take this summer. So, to me, uh, it certainly sounds like everybody is hopeful and optimistic that there will be a new deal for Kyler Murray. We'll just see when that gets done. ESPN senior NFL insider Adam Schefter. Last one for me, Adam, and that's Daniel Snyder. The last we heard that they were trying to serve a subpoena, but they have been unable to do so as mm-hmm. of yet. Is this just a process that we're going to be looking at playing out, you know, publicly for quite some time and any result that may come of it that may change what the NFL's already done? Well, you know, I think that's the whole thing. You know, like, what, what's the end goal for Congress? Get answers. We all want answers. We'd all love to see more information than we've gotten so far. Uh, but for all the people who've talked about the league throwing out Dan Snyder and basically stripping him of his ownership. I don't, I don't see that in the long run. I just don't see it. You know, the league's had a lot of this information already, and the league hasn't acted. And it would take the votes of 24 owners to basically ban him. Hasn't happened now. What's going to change? And, again, I know there's a lot of information out there. There's more details that surface all the time. Let's see what comes up still. Uh, but I, I think the league feels like it did what it needed to. It investigated the situation. Uh, it, it fined him $10 million. People thought it might have uh, been more, should have been more, wasn't more. So I, I just don't know where it's all going other than it's just a lot of uh, attention and scrutiny of Dan Snyder. All good with that. But the question is, what does it lead to? Is it going to lead to any real, meaningful, substantiative change? And I just am skeptical, based on the way the league has acted before, that we're going to see that. Shefty, last question from me. Alvin Kamara, all-world running back for the New Orleans Saints, got into a little bit of an altercation this offseason. He said he expects to have some form of discipline under the personal conduct policy come down from the league. Where are we in terms of any potential discipline for Alvin Kamara in 2022? You know, you know, Chris, I have not heard anything more about that. I, I know that a lot of people think that there's a real possibility that there's going to be discipline. Um, but I don't have the answer to that right now. And typically these things are ruled on. Um, at some point here in July, you hear something, and he himself said he expects some discipline. Uh, again, we'll take him at his word. And it would not be a surprise if Alvin Kamara were disciplined at some point this month uh, that were to take effect for this season. Um, but I've not heard a specific number of games yet from anybody so far. Awesome stuff, Adam. We appreciate the time. And, of course, the insight on the 4th of July as well. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, who, according to uh, him, uh, Jordan Runon on American, Chris Canty entitled. Any response? Well, I mean, listen, Adam Schefter is a great NFL insider, but he can be wrong when it comes to his food taste. <laughs> and, and I will say this. I mean, who are you going to trust? You're going to trust Shefty when it comes to food, or are you going to trust the 300-pounders? Uh, okay, that's fair. That's yeah, exactly, fair. exactly. Ah, you're there's talking one, at my heartstrings. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's nobody that's going to sit there and tell you that the big guys in the National Football League or the big guys in sports talk couldn't tell you where the good food is. So I, I, I'll, I'll tell our audience, maybe you might want to defer to me when it comes to the food <laughs> takes, especially on holiday weekends. But, Carlin, we got to get to one of your takes that was on Twitter, too. We do. We got to call you. We got to call you to the front of the congregation, get you up at the pulpit, because one of the takes you had – just shows how much of a sports fraud you oh, are. Oh, stop it. You are a fraudulent 
fan when Stop it comes it. to your baseball teams. You're a fraud fan. Do you want me to and read, I think, I and I read my own read, tweet? You should read the tweet that you put out there to show how much of a fraud you are. And I think for context, we got to let everybody out there in, in, in the world know you are a Texas Rangers baseball fan. I, correct? It is correct. Okay. It is correct. So please go about reading the tweet so we can all call out how much of a fraud you really are. Okay, fair enough. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Full context. I grew up a huge Mets fan in the early 80s up until 89 when they traded my guy, Mookie Wilson. I was 17 when they traded him away. So I wasn't 10. I was not a kid. Okay. Then I had gone to a bunch of games in Texas with my brother who had great seats to the games because nobody was going to these games. And I've always had a little something about rooting for the loser. So that's full context here. This was my tweet on July 3rd. I've never been more excited as a fan in any sport than when the Mets traded for Keith Hernandez, June 15th, 1983. I begged my brothers to take me to his first home game, which was a doubleheader against the Cardinals on June 20th. A vivid memory. I cannot wait to see number 17 retired next week. And if you don't know, Keith Hernandez is having his number 17 retired by the Mets long overdue this coming Saturday. And thank God that Steve Cohen has decided to do that because that should have happened a long, long time ago. Now, what is fraudulent about that? It's fraudulent because you don't have to bring up the memory of begging your brothers to take you to his first home game when you're a Texas Rangers fan. That's the part of it that doesn't make sense. You can talk about your respect and admiration for Keith Hernandez, both as a player and as a broadcaster, but you don't have to go down the memory lane and talk about, oh, I remember begging my brothers to come see his debut in a Mets uniform. I just feel like that's a bridge too far when you're a Rangers fan. You're not a Mets fan anymore. First of all, the fact that you you jumped ship and you became uh, a Rangers fan after leaving the Mets that, that I'm I'm screaming fraud at that. I, I will say that's itself. questionable. I that will, is fraudulent. I will but absolutely then, but admit then to, to that. go back and try to reclaim some type of fandom from yesterday. I'm not reclaiming. And, it. No, you are. You are reclaiming it no. because you're recounting when you begged your brothers to take you to a doubleheader where Keith Hernandez made his debut. What, you're what? recounting that. I, to me, that makes you a fraud fan. You're a Rangers fan now. Why do you have to talk about begging to go to a Mets game when you were a kid? No, no. Yes. When I was a fan, it's irreverent. What I am doing, what I am doing here is honoring a moment from my childhood and honoring a guy that was a great Met that was the start of the turning point of winning a championship. And then, listen, I bailed out after they won a championship. I mean, what you're doing is telling everybody that you're a fraud sports fan is what you're doing, Carl. No fraud. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.